Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, you've probably turned your clocks forward, hopefully. And you've probably seen some red-winged blackbirds or maybe even some robins in your backyard. Your daffodils, if they're anything like mine, are probably starting to come up through the flower beds where they've been planted. And the maple sap is running. And that could only mean one thing. Spring is here. Well, almost here anyway. So today we'd like to actually highlight some plants we're offering at the Susquehanna County Conservation District's 2021 seedling sale. Just in case you didn't have spring fever already. So we'll start out by talking about American Hazelnut, Coriolis Americana, American hazelnut is native to the eastern and central United States, and it's found all throughout Pennsylvania. So the shrub grows at a medium to fast rate with a height increase of 18 to 24 inches each year, and it prefers to be planted in areas with a minimum of four hours of direct unfiltered sunlight each day, and it's drought tolerant and grows best in loamy, moist, well-drained soils. So hazelnut's best if you're trying to create thicket or a woodland garden, or even if you're looking to make a shady area on your property. They also make great windbreaks, hedges, or even riparian buffers. And in the spring, they produce bright red flowers, and in the fall, the dark green leaves turn into a kaleidoscope of colors. So they're a really pretty shrub to have on your property all year round. And the nuts they produce typically mature from September to October. They begin producing these approximately two to three years after planting, and it's recommended to plant multiple hazelnuts together to promote pollination. And the nuts produced by the shrub are preferred by squirrels, deer, turkey, woodpeckers, pheasants, grouse, quail, and jays. And the male catkins are also a food staple of ruffed grouse throughout the winter. And a little fun fact about them, hazelnuts can continue to produce nuts until they're over 80 years old. So really all around, they're just a great shrub to have in your yard, like I said, for shade or thickets, but especially for wildlife, food, and habitat. Uh, the next one we got is uh, Swamp White Oak, and that's uh, Quercus Bicolor. It's actually a member of the beech family. And as the name implies, uh, swamp white oak is a bottomland species, but it does not necessarily grow in the swamp habitat, but more so around swamps. And this tree can endure kind of, you know, it likes wet areas, but uh, it can endure flooding, but just not inundated floods or uh, swamps. So as far as its range is concerned, the swamp white oak occurs in eastern and central United States and eastern and central Canada, from Nova Scotia to South Carolina and west as far as Ontario, Minnesota, and Tennessee, with even a few isolated populations in Nebraska and Alabama. Swamp oak actually grows upwards of 60 to 80 feet tall, and it's very long-lived. It reaches approximately 300, 350 years of age. So a pretty old tree. Um, be around a long time if you plant one. 
And just a note, if you're looking for a tree that can replace ash trees or need a quick growing shade producing tree, the swamp white oak is for you. Um, a lot of people are looking to replace their ash trees right now, so it's a good one to keep in mind. It also makes a good windbreak as well. And uh, you had mentioned wildlife, so let's look at that. Um, study in Wisconsin, actually, the swamp white oak acorns were found to make up 27% of the diet of wild ducks and other non-game bird species. And it's also known that swamp white oak provides habitat for songbirds, ground birds, water birds, and mammals. And sticking with the theme, I've also got a fun fact for you about uh, swamp white oak. And according to the website American Forest, the national champion swamp white oak is located in Franklin Township, New Jersey, not too awful far from here. Uh, it measured at 97 feet tall and measures 101 feet in circumference. So, quite a big tree. What's another species you got for us? The next one I have is Northern Red Oak, Quercus rubra. And it's a very adaptable tree. It can thrive in just about any setting. They grow to a height of 65 to 70 feet, and they have a spread around 45 feet of maturity, so they're big trees. They do prefer full sunlight and moist, well-drained soils, so they make a great sidewalk tree if you live in town, or even a yard tree if you have a bigger yard and you're looking for shade. In the right conditions, they can grow more than two feet per year for the first 10 years of their life. So they're a relatively quick-growing tree, um, they produce a three-quarter inch to one inch long acorn with a thick saucer-like cap and in the fall the leaves turn a bright red shade. So the acorns from the red oak trees are a valuable food source for many different species of wildlife. Some of the larger songbirds will eat them as well as turkeys, deer, small rodents, and even black bears. And deer also like to browse the buds and twigs of oak trees in the wintertime. So if you plant them, make sure to cage them in, or they probably won't last the winter. And sticking with fun facts, oak trees produce about 10 million acorns during their lifetime, but only 1 in 10,000 acorns actually end up growing into another oak tree. The rest of them get ate by wildlife. Yeah, or even stashed away for a later food source and then forgotten about even. Yep. Right? Well, cool. So the next one that we want to talk about is the eastern white pine or Pinus strobus. And uh, while the west coast actually has taller trees, the eastern white pine is the biggest conifer native to eastern North America. So it's a long-lived species again, and it's able to grow for more than 200 years. Uh, it actually can become 150 feet high and over three feet in diameter. So a really big tree uh, for this area especially. This tree is actually fairly easy to grow. It uh, thrives in medium moisture, well-drained soils, and um, even accepts acidic pH. So uh, it also does well in full sun. It does appreciate some shade. The eastern white pine will not survive in compacted clay soils 
and it really doesn't like the hot climates or urban environments where pollution and uh, gases like sulfur dioxide and ozone are present. As far as the range, this fast-growing evergreen uh, can be found as far north as Newfoundland and as far west as Minnesota and even as far south as the mountains of northern Georgia. If you're looking at planting the species, which we hope you do, um, plant in an open setting. And the trunks of the older trees often fork and form lateral branches that remain along the main trunk, very near to the ground, so keep that in mind. And mature trees become less upright and formal, and they seem to develop a highly artistic mature form that's kind of rounded or even flattened. It's also interesting to note, you can pick out uh, one of these trees, the eastern white pines in a forest, especially driving along the road, you'll see it uh, just because they're incredibly tall and they stand out from the rest of the forest uh, in this area. Again, we got a couple of fun facts for you. If you have blueberries and you need some extra mulch for those blueberries, the fall needles of the white pine are really a great source of uh, acid it'll really help those blueberries out i use them every year uh, my blueberries so um the other thing we got for you is the size of the biggest tree uh the eastern white pine actually the biggest one is from maine uh, it was recorded champion tree back in 2019 and that one it measures 125 feet tall and 20.4 feet in circumference so that's a monster tree i'd like to see that one yeah that's huge so we do have a couple events we want to cover um nep rail trail is hosting walking mondays um 10 a.m every monday in march so march 15th 22nd and 29th they're also having pop-up hikes and walks exploring different sections of the trail you can watch their facebook page for announcements on those and on March 28th, there is a full moon hike at 7.30 p.m. So for more information on those, you can check out the NEPA Rail Trail website or visit their Facebook page. Also, we wanted to mention at Salt Springs State Park, uh, they don't have any events at this time, but they do want to mention that they are accepting reservations uh, for camping. So trout season is coming up. You can book a camping spot then or later on in the year. Um, I also want to make mention that they have a new trail map available. So uh, if you're looking for updated trail map, lots of trails to take up there. You can download that trail map on their website or Facebook. Um, or if you want to wait until later in the spring, they will have printed copies available at the office. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we do have the seedling sale going on right now. You can check out our website where it is available you can browse the website you can also print out a copy and you can look at it a physical version and you can send that in by mail with your order uh, so there's a lot of great offerings we do even have some perennial vegetables uh, fruit trees deciduous and evergreens a little something for everybody so we welcome you to check it out well, I guess that does it for today's show. 
If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>